It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. My soul. It's good to read these beautiful scriptures about the first Christmas as well. May our hearts be open. May the Spirit breathe through these words into us today. Luke 1 and 26 begins, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on all generations will count me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. And holy is His name, and His mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear Him. He has done mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to his Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke to, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned home. Would you pray with me? Oh, Father, it is so good to be in your house among your people. We've come to worship you today to remember once again the incredible gift of the manger of the Savior who came to us not as a, a mighty king, but as a humble child, entrusting himself to us. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray that you would forgive us of any ways that we have failed you this week. Bring to our minds a remembrance of some way so that we might ask your forgiveness and that there be no barrier between us. Draw close to us, Holy Spirit. Breathe new passion and life into us. Help us to worship as we should because it is our desire to be pleasing to our King. And it is in His name we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Greetings, favored one. What incredible words. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if an archangel appeared to you with no warning and said those words? I, I think that most of us would have felt a little bit like Mary, maybe a lot like Mary, overwhelmed. Uh, it said, the scripture says perplexed. I, I think I would have been terrified. An angel of the Lord appeared. But to hear those words, you have found favor with God, is just about beyond imagination. Favor with God. What an incredible thing. Those words are important to me. I think they should be important to all of us. Do you desire today to have the favor of God upon you? What an incredible thing to have the favor of God. Not that we want some kind of preferential treatment so that we would be treated better than perhaps someone else. But it seems to me that when God looked at, at Mary, he found something that was pleasing in her. Something that brought joy to his heart. And so I think those words should be every person's desire. Do you have the desire today so that when God looks at you, when he senses your heart in this moment, that he finds something joyful, something pleasing? Do you think in those terms? Have you ever wondered if you were pleasing to God? I think many times in our prayers kind of reflect where we are and Many times I have to kind of catch myself because my prayers are kind of a, a list of my needs, of my wants, of my desires, kind of uh, addressing my fears as opposed to just stopping and just having the desire. Lord, would you find joy in my life? Let me clarify the question a little bit more. But with, with another verse, some of the words of Jesus. In Matthew 25 it says well done good and faithful slave the scripture tells us what it says that every one of us at some point is going to stand before jesus in judgment what words do you desire to hear at that moment matthew 25 well done good and faithful slave you were faithful with a few things i will put you in charge of many things and then my favorite part of the verse follows it says enter into the joy of your master Lord God, may each one of us in our hearts and in our thoughts this day, this moment, this coming week, may we find favor with you as you find joy within us. If you desire to find favor with God today, we can look at the life of Mary and find some clues so that we could achieve that. The, the first reason I think God found favor, found joy in Mary is found in verse 38. Listen again. Behold the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Talk about an open heart. May it be done to me as you have said. Now, remember that just the moment before, the verse before, an angel has appeared and told her that she's going to have a child. Regardless that she's a virgin, she's going to have a child. And this child will be a king. He'll be a king like King David, but far greater. And his, and his kingdom will never end. And you, Mary, will be his mother. You think you have problems, just, just think about what Mary was going through at that moment. 
to live such a life, to, to be pregnant without being married, was, a, was a, 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 a breaking the law that was punishable by death. But Mary only asks one question. Listen, how can this be, she says. The angel replies to her in, in a way that if you really look at it, I don't think would be comforting at all. I, I mean, it wouldn't be to me. In fact, it would be just a little more terrifying. He's, Gabriel says, the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. What does that mean? It's never happened before. It will never happen again in this way. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. Is that comforting or terrifying? But Mary responds, wow, may it be done to me according to your word. How, how do we find favor with God? I think the first thing that we can we can follow Mary's lead on is by just being a, a child with a simple and trusting and obedient faith. I would have had a thousand questions. I, I, I would wanted to know exactly every, every piece of the plan, not Mary. She says, I am yours. And by the way, what a wonderful prayer from your heart. Today, Lord, I am yours. There have been times in my life when I had a difficult time sensing the Holy Spirit. In my prayers, you know, Paul says, pray in the Spirit. And I try. I want to feel that connection. I don't want to just go down a list. And, and there have been times in my life because maybe I get all tangled up, maybe there's some kind of problem in my life that I can't sense the Spirit. And in those moments, I go back to just the smallest of words, Lord Jesus, today I am yours. And then the second part of it, after I say it a few times and consider what that means in my life, I just say, and Lord, I am yours forever. That's what Mary is saying. I am your servant. I am your child. That's trust. That's love. If you want to have the favor of God, man, you know, I, I think back about my life, and I'm really at the, at the age and the experience that I've gone through where I just know that so many of my plans don't go the way that I want them to. Not the way that I foresee them, but God is working in ways that I can hardly imagine all things together for the good. And so we can say with confidence, with trust, I am yours. Reminds me, of Isaiah the prophet. In Isaiah 6 and 8, he says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah responded, Send where and for how long and to do what? And what if they don't respond? And what's my golden parachute if it doesn't work out? And how can I get out of there? No, he doesn't say any of that. He just simply says, Here am I. Send me. Because you are the master and I am the slave. And you are the father and I am the child. And I have a desire to be pleasing to my father in heaven. Proverbs 3.4 says, So you will find favor. How do we find favor? You will find favor and good repute in the sight of men. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. 
Psalm 5 and 12. For it is you who blesses the righteous man, O Lord. You surround him with favor as a shield. How do we receive the favor of God? By being a child of God with a simple, trusting, and obedient faith. I, I think the second clue is this, and it's found in verse 46. Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord. Well, we don't usually use those kind of language, that kind of language these days. She continues, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. How, how do you find joy? How do you find joy? Brothers and sisters, family, how do you find joy in your life? You say, that's such a simple question. I don't even think about it. Think about it, because the answer is important. If you have enough joy in your life, good, but most of us may be in kind of a joy deficit. How do you find joy in, in your life? Is it by buying toys? You say, toys? I'm too old for toys. You're never too old for toys. <laughs> Scott and I were talking this week. You know, they have a, we were talking about a 75-inch TV. <laughs> 75 inches. 75-inch TV. And they've come down a lot in price. A lot of discussion about that. High quality. 75 inches. Wow. See, I had a 55-inch television, but it looks so small now. Do you find joy in the, in the toys you buy? You know, I, I, I don't think we're going to buy it, but if I did buy that 75-inch TV, I'd be really happy until what? Until next year's 80-inch TV. Or, it, you know, like you, you put on goggles now and you're actually in the show. Is that how you find joy? It won't last. Maybe you're thinking about my son's going through a thing now. He's trying to find that perfect job out there. I keep kind of telling him, you know, if you're about 85% of the time happy with your job, that's a pretty good job, you know? Some of us think, well, you know, if I just get that next job, if I get that, that next promotion, then I'll be happy. And then you get that job, and they re you realize they're paying you more money because you've got a whole lot more responsibility. And now your joy is gone. Maybe it's location. Sandy and I have been going, I, I came kind of to the late, I didn't see the beach or the, the, the ocean until I was like 25 years old and then kind of fell in love with it and then fell in love with a woman who loves the beach, so we've been going pretty steady. There's never been a time when we go to the beach over the last uh, 30 years or whatever, there's never been a time when driving back home we were wondering, man, we were so happy at the beach. Is there any way, last 30 years, is like 30 years, is there any way that we could just move there permanently because then we'd be happy all the time until the hurricane hits and then joy or maybe it's in people you know there's been some really dear people in this church and they 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 have become friends not family and and then grandchildren seem to pull them away to other places you know that's a strong urge People leave. People let you down sometimes. And I think what we find in the words of Mary, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, and here is the one that will never disappoint, never let us down. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. Nothing, nothing lasts except that. And that's going to last not just in these days when we're drawing breath, but it's going to last forever and ever. Mary says, my soul exalts the Lord and my spirit rejoiced. It reminds me of John 15 
When Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy be made full. The only joy that's going to be eternal is the, is the way that we live and in relationship to the King. Psalm 33, 1, sing for joy in the Lord, you, O oh, you righteous ones. And, and, and from this passage that we open today about Mary, there's a, a paraphrase that says, and Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior, God. Man, we're never going to find any lasting joy in the toys that we buy, the, the people, temporary, yes, pleasing, yes, in the locations, the positions. Does that describe you, a person who rejoices in Jesus? Because if so, then you have positioned yourself to receive His Savior, His favor. Thirdly, Mary says in verse 48, for he has had, had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. Mary, from what I read and what I know from history, Mary was humble from her head to her toes. From the outside to the inside. From the city where she lived to the attitude of her heart. She even cries out to the angel, how can this be? How can this be? Certainly, she was thinking about you know, the logistics and how everything was going to work. But I think also part of it was saying, I am the smallest of the small. I'm a woman in a male-dominated culture. I'm barely a woman at all. I'm closer to being a child. I'm from a city that could barely be called a city. I'm a way off the beaten path. I am the least of the least is what Mary is saying. And we respond to her knowing the scriptures and, and knowing how God works. That's right, Mary, because that's exactly who God has always chosen to work mightily through. Amos was a sheep herder. Nehemiah was a cupbearer. Peter was a fisherman. Matthew, a tax collector. John, a, a, a roughhousing fighter. And Mary, barely a woman. A child of humble birth and humble heart that God chose to work powerfully through. You see the theme? I think that's the very reason that Father God chose Mary and how he found favor in her. Listen to the Apostle Paul and what he says about humility. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong and the base things of the world and, and the, despi uh, the, of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are not so that he may nullify the things that are so that no man may boast before God. Isaiah 66, this is the one I esteem or this is the one I favor. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. I, tr I, truly, I truly believe that God will never, ever use anyone who is puffed up and full of themselves. I, I, sometimes I see preachers on, on TV and you just have a sense that they're a little too puffed up. It's a little too much about the light on them. 
And, I, and it's kind of, you know, maybe you just get used to being up in front of people and speaking and having people listen or, or fall asleep, one or the other. Whenever the kind of the temptation, I, I think, crosses my path to get puffed up, I remember Numbers twenty two twenty eight, And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and said to Balaam, what have I done to you that you struck me these three times? And I think, well, if God can use a donkey, surely he can use me. Hey, by the way, I have one Christmas joke. Are you ready for it? I have one Christmas joke. Are you ready to groan? Here we go. What do donkeys send out near Christmas? Mule-tied greetings. On three. One, two, three. Oh. Patrick's still laughing. (laughs) Here's my point. God won't work through those that are arrogant or puffed up. Those that demand their rights and their privileges. But he finds favor in those that are humble and contrite before him. So, do you want to find favor with God? Not, not because you want something, but just because you desire to bring joy to the heart of the king. That's our Christmas present to him. It's not gold and frankincense and myrrh. It's nothing material. What he desires is a humble spirit before him. I hope that that's your desire. But I would also remind you today that you have already found favor with the king because you have been chosen. The scriptures say rejoice because you have been chosen, because you have found favor with God who loves you perfectly just the way that you are. A.W. A. Tozer is a, a hero of mine, and, and he said this, the whole outlook of mankind might be changed if we could all believe that we dwell under a friendly sky and that the God of heaven, though exalted in power and majesty, is eager to be friends with us. You have found favor with God. The Apostle Paul says in Colossians, so as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and rejoice. When I was going, uh, I was working on my doctorate, I came across a, uh, a writer named David Enyart, and he wrote, I'll never forget it. I, 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 it's one of those things I hope I'll never forget. He wrote in his book, Creative Anticipation, he said, here's the reality. People come to church with hollow places in their hearts. Their questions are numerous. Is God real? Does he care about my hopes, fears, and frustration? Is there any contact between heaven and earth? Is there some word from God that speaks specifically to my situation? Does he know and does he care about my job, my marriage, my family, my illness, my eternal destination? And perhaps the best answer to all of those questions is this. Greetings, favored ones. Greetings, beloved of God. Would you pray with me?
Oh God, we are so thankful that you are a loving God and that we live under the loving sky that you have created. Lord, we confess that we get so tangled up. The glitter of the season can distract us and we can try to fill all of our lives with too much. But, oh God, we've come back today to do our best to center ourselves before you. To let go of those things that will bring no joy. To lift our faces to you, oh God, the creator of joy and love. And we ask just one thing today. May our life, our heart, our actions bring joy to the heart of the King. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord. We adore you. We love you. We worship you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we sing one final song, lift your hearts to the King. Sing with a sense of joy and a desire to be pleasing to Him. If you have a decision that you've made today, if you know this is the place where God has called you to worship and serve, come. There's something else in your heart you need a hand to, to pray with. Uh, come. Whatever it is. But know that you are chosen of God and rejoice. Would you lead us?